Thanks for joining us this week on Come Into Our Classroom. In this episode, you'll hear the students do some debate prep with University of Michigan law professor Eve Primus. Show of hands, we're going to do a little poll, a little vote right here in the class. I'm going to give you two debate arguments, and I want to know which one you think is stronger. Ready? HDS is really good. It's just good. Um, it's good because it's, it's good, and there's students, and they're smart. That's argument one. The other one, done. Yeah. You don't know, it could be even worse. Hold on. <laughs> the Hebrew Day School of Ann Arbor provides teachers who work with the students in an educationally friendly way. They support one another and it's a community of learners that gives back to the community through Sadaka projects. Which one's more persuasive? The second one. The second one. Why did you vote for two? I voted for two because you're more giving um, like a reason. Um, you were louder in the second one. And Volume. Mm-hmm. Engaging with the audience. How was I engaging with the audience? You were looking at people, and the first one you were like, um, um. All right, so eye contact is a big thing, right? If you want to convince someone of something, you got to look right at them. You're also, like, very excited. If you don't sound like you, if you don't have passion, if you don't sound like you believe what you're saying, guess what the audience hears? Yeah, they don't believe it either. You can't get people to believe something if you don't seem like you believe it. So you've got to have enthusiasm, passion, and energy. Another thing for the first one, I wasn't really as interested in listening as I was for the second time. Why? Because you kept repeating yourself, and I couldn't really Everybody's got some verbal tics, some little thing they do to fill space. You want to try, if you're trying to persuade somebody of something, you got to stand up. You gotta speak clearly. You gotta not have all those weird little things. You gotta be passionate and believe what you're saying and look at them, right? That's gonna make a huge difference in how you present. When people give speeches, the two most important moments in the speech are the very beginning and the very end. Those are the things that your audience hears and listens and remembers the most. So you want to make sure when you're giving a debate or giving a speech that you start strong with a big, powerful statement and that you end strong. As you can hear, Eve worked with the students on the presentation aspect of debating. And in order to keep the podcast short, I wanted to include some of the arguments the students came up with. One half of this class worked on the ethics of having zoos. The other half of the class, which you won't hear, argued about whether students should have cell phones at a young age. We worked with the students for about 15 minutes to help them really craft their arguments and get their points across. And then Eve had two students at a time come up and present their points. And meanwhile, the students listening in the audience would take mental notes about uh, the rebuttals that they could be forming. Zoos are great because they're educational, interactive, and protective. They bring animals into a place where they can live, and that is inhabitable. Children learn how to treat animals and have an amazing experience. Zoos protect endangered animals, 
some endangered animals. Some endangered animals that are rare, they come and help them. Um, zoos are educational, and they give them, and they give the animals enough food. So, I want before we get the, the next group, I want to tell you you should also be paying attention because you're going to have to respond to the other side's points, right? When we do the next round of counter arguments. So, my my anti-zoo people, you're going to need to respond to the pro-zoo people. Zoos are bad for animals' health because it's a small space and they don't have enough room to run around and get used to the wild. Also, um, the baby animals are born are born there and don't know how to survive when, if they are released into the wilderness, and there's a better chance that they can be killed. And maybe some people in the wild like built homes or something, and they just ran away from it because the people from the zoo just captured them and put them in the zoo. Do you feel they believed what they were saying? Yes, I think they did. That's the first thing I noticed is that Jordan, like you sounded like you were speaking from the heart. Now I'm going to send you back into your groups to talk about the counterpoint. Before you do, I want you to ask yourself what was the main point that the other side made and how will you remember what the three ways to deal with it are. Either say it isn't true factually, like that's not, that's not a right thing they said, or it is a right thing but it actually helps my argument. Or it is a right thing, but it actually doesn't matter. And evidence to support a point or a counterpoint can be facts like you guys have been giving. They, it can also be stories. So I want you to think about whether there are any stories that you might be able to tell to say why your opponent's argument shouldn't be persuaded, shouldn't be believed. Now, another thing that I edited a lot out of there was the feedback that the students were giving to the students presenting and also the teachers were giving feedback, and it was a very good, nice collaborative environment. Students, again, broke into groups and came up with their counter-arguments or rebuttals. The other group said that it's good protection and good food, but animals get food and learn how to give themselves protection in the wilderness. Right, they said that they protect and they give food. She was agreeing with that, but, <coughs> right, what else, where else could they get food? Do they need the zoos to do that? No, and they can pick what they, what they want in the wilderness. Animals should not be kept in zoos because they don't have enough space to live. Yes, they might have enough space to eat their food and have a little bit to walk around, but that's not. But they still need space to to live outside. Tell me why the anti-zoo people have got it wrong. Do you disagree with the other group? Because even though you think like the animals are small, like prairie dogs, even though they're really small, it doesn't mean that they will have a cage. They could have enough room to be comfortable, if, even if they are in a small ca cage, um, then, they, then if they learn how to live with, cope with that, then, then they will know how to overcome adversity. As you can hear, students are working very hard on crafting these logical arguments for or against particular topics. Now I want to bring it home to our simulation. Of course, I would be doing debating no matter what in my classroom because I think it's a great way 
to get students really thinking and organizing their thoughts before moving on to the more formalized writing down, you know, forming an essay, forming an argument. But bringing it back to our simulation, students will be enacting a live presidential debate on Thursday, October 20th, the day after the final uh, Clinton-Trump debate. So it's very timely. And they will be engaging in a live debate about the issues of the time, namely the size and role of government, slavery, and the uh, controversial Alien and Sedition Acts. So I will be taking audio from that live debate, and that should cover our next podcast. Here's Eve again weighing in on how to bring these tactics to our presidential debate. I want to say this. When you start to sit, you've been studying John Adams and studying Thomas Jefferson a lot. I want you to start to think about all the stuff you've been learning about them and how you would make the point, the debate, the argument. Thomas Jefferson is better. John Adams is better. And what evidence you've got to support that and what main points your evidence suggests are the reasons why Thomas Jefferson or John Adams are better. I'm very excited to see your debates. Hey, thanks so much for tuning in, and I can't wait to share with you the results of our debate.